We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 460 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and it is with great pleasure that I introduce you to the show, Alex Delmas, former footballer, turned analyst for Esport 3, Gold TV, La Vanguardia, Cat Radio, and so many other places. So Alex, thank you so much for somehow taking the time fitting me in your schedule. Hi, Dan. Thanks to you. The pleasure is mine to be here with you and, and all of the people yeah, well, before we dive into Barcelona's 2-1 loss to Rai Vallecano, there are two other quick pieces of news to discuss that affect both of us, I'd say, pretty heavily, and it's good and bad. So let's start with the bad news. Barca TV will be ending on June 30th, laying off 120 people, including people who have been on the show, including Diego Lorene and some others that we may, not, we, we may know in, in the short-term future who've been on the show in the past. And the reason that has been given is that the club is trying to save money for financial fair play. We do know that. And estimates are that by getting rid of Barca TV as it is, it could save around 8 million euros. Who knows about that? So having worked with the Barca TV crew, myself personally, for about a year and a half, both the talent and then the behind-the-scenes people, but this, again, was me on a computer talking to them over the computer, over video and webcams and stuff, I, I still say it's really sad news, really unfortunate news for all those people. And I would also say, too, disappointingly, Instead of building on their content library and adding, you know, additional youth league games and different special content for Barca TV subscribers, Kool-Aid's instead could be losing all those Barca terrific archived videos and, and things from the past that help you connect with the Barcelona history. And the, people who've listened to the show know that Barca history is something that I spent a lot of my time focusing on and caring about. So losing that resource is really frustrating. But more than that, again, Alex, talented people are no longer associated with the club. And I think that's the biggest shame. So I know you're affiliated with Barca TV, and I know you agree that it's just sad news today. Yes, well, thank you very much for your words. This is a very sad news, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I agree with that. Because of Barca TV, it's, uh, I, I mean that it's a part of the club, no? I, I, I feel as, as, as this. And, all of the matches about the young players of Barca, all of the, I don't know, girls' uh, girls football yeah. information, all of the broadcasts, all of the shows. 
I think that is a, a sad news because Barca is a little bit um, less Barca today than 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 one week ago. No, I think that it's uh, it's not a good uh, movement. It's not a good action because of Barca. All of us we know that are not in the best position, economical position, but. I don't think that uh, to close Barca TV, it is the solution of all the problems. I think that the part of the of the total uh, uh, money of Barca or total problem, economic problem of Barca, Barca TV is a very low, 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 low part of it. So I think that it's not a good action. I think that it's a sad news, not for Barca TV only, if not of the Barca supporters, of the all the people that really love Barca. So, well, it is until the end of the season, but we hope that in that period, uh, the club uh, could consider this this action. Yeah, I hope they do something else new. I mean, whether it's something with archive footage again and have a place for that, that you have access to for Kool-Aid and then eventually rebuilding Again, like losing even the little things to get to know the players, the cooking shows, the all those little things. Barca players are very secretive anyway, you know, because when they're such big, famous people, we don't know much about them. So those kind of little things help you get to know the players. And so losing that just makes them feel even more robot and inaccessible. And I don't think it's good for anybody. But on a brighter note, good news. In front of more than 72,000 people at the Camp Nou today, the Barca Femini, the another goal from Caroline Graham Hansen. <laughs> Drew Chelsea 1-1 in the second leg of the Champions League semifinals. And now moving on to their fourth final in five years and third straight Champions League final. Alexi Buteus made the bench, but understandably didn't see the field because it was that second half was a nasty, nasty affair. A lot of kicking, a lot of foul, a lot of stuff like that. And Claudio Pina could be fit in time for the final as well, but did not play in this one. But even without them, and I've said it a bunch of times so far, Alex, this year, teams are getting wise to Barca. Teams are catching up to Barcelona. And Chelsea definitely made them suffer. They made them suffer over and over again in that game. But if Caroline Graham Hansen is fit and healthy, the Femini can have the best player in the Champions League final and they can win that trophy. Yes, after the sad news of the day, uh, we have the great news of the day that it's uh, that match and that this, the, this final, well, this final that will, will play Barca. I think that it was a great, a great performance of both teams, uh, very good level of Barca, very good level also of Chelsea. Uh, it really improved this team, uh, respect the, the, the final that Barca wins against them. And then the, the recovery of Alexia, it is a great new and uh, emotional new that it will be important for the team. I think that Barca, uh, this is another final and this is the third final in, in three years, I think. So uh, it is very difficult to do this in whatever, in, 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 in all conditions. So uh, to win in football, we said that to continue winning, it's much more difficult than to win one time. So that Barca with Jonathan Giralde, with Luis Cortes, with all the players that remaining in the club, but with new players, are winning and winning and are achieving final championship champion final. We will see, but I am I am very optimistic with this team 
because I think that it's better team today or this season than the previous season. I think that Jonathan Giraldet has improving new things. It is it is a, a team nowadays that are doing more things and better than previous season, and it is a lot. It is a lot because the the level of the team it was already very very high. So I'm very optimistic, and uh, I think that that Barca will compete the final, and I think that at the end will will win it. Well, it is <clears> on Monday. Arsenal versus Wolfsburg to figure out who the opponent will be. So Barcelona Femini are just going to have to wait around and watch that game. But as we mentioned, yes, to that point, other teams I mentioned, so final thing about the Femini, other teams I've said have caught up to them. And I think people watch today's game and say, why didn't they win 4-1 or 5-0? Or why didn't they dominate their opposition like they're supposed to? But it doesn't happen in women's football anymore. A lot of teams have a lot of talent, including Chelsea women, who are also better than they were when they lost 4 nothing in the final to Barcelona. But the Femini this season, while Aswala, I don't think she's in her best form, the team can get goals from a lot of different places, including Rafael playing as a left back. And as you mentioned, I think the team is just so much more versatile. Mappy Leon is in great form. Paredes makes <laughs> that back line better than it was in the last final. And I mean, if Lucy Bronze, while she'll be out for the remainder, probably the remainder of the season, I mean, she also reinforces team, as did Kiara Wall. So I think just overall, the depth of the team is better. Uh, then you have Vicky Lopez and other young players coming up through the pipeline as well. So it's just the project is more evolved than it was, certainly, and they're deserving of that. All right, switching now for the rest of the show. It's Barcelona, first team, the men's version. They lost 2-1 to Raya Vallecano, unfortunately, yesterday. A bit of a, I'd say, a stinker of a match. But fortunately, the good news for Barcelona is that Tati Castellanos, the guy, again, I, yes. I touted at the beginning of the season. I saw him in person here in New York. I was like, I think that guy is going to do just fine in the middle of the table in the Liga for Girona. Hits four past Real Madrid. <laughs> that meant that Barcelona started the day 11 points up in the table, and they were going to end the day, at worst, 11 points up in the table, which is, which is what happened. And again, the good news, as I said, for Barcelona is that they're done with another match day. So another match day is finished, and because Real Madrid dropped points, Barcelona still have 11 points in the table. But the bad news for that, Alex, is that Barcelona, for the last four years, have not been able to figure out Viracano. Xavi cannot figure out Iriola and what that guy has in his brain on the sideline. Another guy that I saw manage here in the States. And they have not beaten Rio even in two years. Twice falling 1-0 and the one earlier 0-0 draw this season and then the 2-1 loss yesterday. Why can Xavi not seem to figure out Rio Viracano? I think that, well, the problem is, as you said, the problem is not the the time the timetable or the or the... Uh, the, the table, because these 11 points are a huge difference, so La Liga will be for Barca, no doubt of it. The problem is the, the performance of the team, or the last performance of the team, the sensations, especially in the attacking part. No, I think that Barca has decreasing a little bit his, well, his strength with the ball, and the new... It was that in uh, against Rayo, the performance without the ball in the defensive part, it was also no good. I think that Barca has too much loses, too much loses of ball against Rayo. Don't play with a control playing of the, the control of the match. Don't uh, don't have his own football, and the sensation is that 
also with Pedri and also with Frankie de Jong that we could think that these two players will will make a better performance of the play of the of the team it was not it was not so this is not a good news because i think that Xavi has to improve different things to make the team going better with the ball i think that nowadays barca is a little bit I don't know how to say exactly, yeah, but you can say um, in Spanish, and, and we can we can go from there if you'd like. Yeah, the the, the opponents expect a thing of Barca mm, that then happen in the in the field. No, I think that the the attack of the Barca it's nowadays uh, not uh, sorp- not uh, I don't know how to, not surprising for the the opponents. No, mm-hmm. so. We will see if Dembele will will change some things. I, I hope so. But I have to Xavi have to improve, especially in the attack bars. Also, I think Dan that this Barça is much better than the Barça of the last season and the Barça of the previous season mm-hmm. because of the things that are not clear at, at our age. Eh? As I think, uh, I think that the help of the hell the defensive defensive help of the of the players are much better now position of all the players are more better now than previous season i think that the defensive performance in the opponent field is much more better so barca is the team of the la liga with much recoveries abroad of the of the Ter Stegen and in the open end field. So there are several things that are better and this is a good work of Xavi. But in the end of the field, in the end part of what the players or the ex-players we say, we normally say the third part of the, of the field, uh, there are some problems that Xavi have to improve and also the players have to improve. I think it's the, the, the worst part of this Barca mm-hmm. and this uh, feeling that um, all of us have that the Barca is in the same point that, I don't know, um, three months ago with the yeah. ball in this part of, of field. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you think of great duos, who do you think of? 
Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's Piquet and Puyol or Piquet and Mascherano, or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough. And as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy, all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content. Everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Yeah, that was the criticism I heard the most, that this Barcelona has made no improvements since February or no improvements since they won the Spanish Super Cup. And that's been really frustrating, that it feels like the team is getting worse from that moment. And actually, about the, the ball, losing the ball, you had the stat there. Barcelona lost the ball 42 times by the 25th minute of that game. That's yes. almost two times per minute. And Rayo had six of those recovered in Barcelona's half of the field. And when we were talking about what Barca did wrong or what Rayo did Right. I, I do want to give a bit of credit to Ryo Vallecano in ways that I felt like against Hadafe. You know, Hadafe was 0 0, Girona was 0 0, but I felt like Barcelona should have felt like they should have had three points against Hadafe. While against Girona, we saw how good Girona can be. I think 0 0 felt more fair in that match. And for this match, I get I give credit to Ryo Vallecano because they won the second ball. They were in that low block, they were cutting out space in the middle of the field not allowing anything, any balls of passages of play through the middle of the field. And then they kind of did the same thing every time. They would retreat into their hole, into their shell like a turtle. And then they would knock those balls, those through balls to the flanks. And with Palazon being where he was, it was pinning Balde back and not allowing Balde to get forward on the left wing. And that was so important because you know Barcelona want to play in that 3-2-5 in buildup. But one, without Busquets, as your pivot in that three, two, five, you don't have as many of those long balls successfully going forward because he is the best long ball passer on the team. But you also, again, don't have Balde in that three, two, five, getting forward up on the left. So you're kind of stuck in that four, three, three, count, dealing with those counterattacks and basically playing counterattacking football yourself. So to me, Ariola and Rayo got Xavi to play the way they wanted, 
instead of Xavi making them play the way that he wanted Barcelona to play. And I think that was, again, a huge part of what Ryder did right at home. And once that first goal goes in, I mean, it was a good goal too. Like, I want to give credit to Ryo. Alvaro Garcia, sure. Ter Stegen could have saved it because it was at the far post. Kunde could have been quicker to step out to it. But I think it was just a good goal. Sometimes, I mean, you're, you're an ex-player. Sometimes guys just shoot well and the ball goes in the back of the net and it's a good goal. The second goal, though, the Fran Garcia goal, again, not so great. That positionally was my problem. You mentioned Pedri and De Young, and I actually do want to question that, that I feel like in that box midfield that Xavi plays, where it's usually what? Busquets, De Young, Pedri, and Gabi, where Pedri is on the right side as that high right interior, and Gabi is the left high interior with Busquets in behind on the right and De Young in on the left. But I felt the way that it was set up by having Ferran Torres tuck in in that part of that box when they were trying to in, in build up in that, as you mentioned, the final third, as they were trying to build up with possession. Again, Ryo's third of the defensive third of the field. It felt like De Young was on the right as Busquets. Pedri was where De Young usually is on the left. Ferran Torres had to be Gabi and Gabi had to be Pedri. And all of that is because Gabi, in theory, cannot step back or or be down below and be that that left controller role that De Young usually does. Because then you're asking Pedri to be both De Young and you can't have him be Pedri. And you're asking Gabi to be Pedri, if that makes any sense. So I'm saying in the box midfield, I felt like no one was where they were most comfortable. Instead, you had four different players kind of out of position instead of in his regular, again, when this team has been successful playing with Busquets and De Young and Pedri and Gabi, you have four guys playing roles that they're comfortable in. And I think that was just one of the big problems yesterday, that it just felt like everybody was uncomfortable. Pedri wasn't fully fit. De Young wasn't fully fit coming back from injury. And all of that showed, especially in those key moments when De Young gave it, not even gave it away, but a long throw in, ball bounces weird, a Rio player makes a mistake, De Young is wrong-footed, and then Fran Garcia is off to the races. And then Barcelona's completely out of position for that. And then there was one in the first half that Pedri, uncharacteristically, gave away. I mean, fortunately, Ter Stegen got the save because that should have been the first goal of the game as well. And just De Young and Pedri, it's uncharacteristic for them to lose the ball in those spots. And I think just positionally, it just, I don't know, it felt weird. It, it, it was like, I want to give credit to Ryo, but in the same way, as you were mentioning, it just, it didn't, it didn't feel right positionally on the field with those players. Yes, yes, I agree with, with several things that you, you said. Uh, well, first of all, yes, the Barca has a lot of problems to, to build up, to, to accede to the opponent field because of the, and, and, and I think that the reason it was what I said before, that all the opponents, all the teams, all the people, all of us know what are the way that Barca will arrive to the to the opening um, to the opening shooting part, no. So a lot of a lot of passes, uh, a lot of by by in the middle, uh, a, a lot of a lot of. Uh, this is the the same sequence as many many and many times uh, we have seen. So Rayo did very well to stack the central part, the mid part, because Barca could not progress with Pedri, with Lewandowski, and has to go outside. And when Barca goes outside, it was also a good way of helping ways and, and, and all of this. Then, this is one reason. And, and, and for that reason, I, I, I explained and I said before that Xavi has to change things, have to change 
the way to build up or not to change, but to put some alternatives, so different ways to, to do this. Uh, well, this is one part. Then uh, about the goals. I, uh, I agree that the first goal is a good goal of uh, Alvaro Garcia. Just one thing to say that Kunde, I think that it's not quick, reduce mm -hmm. uh, meters against um, him. And we know that Alvaro Garcia is a, it's a player that when we have some space, they will show, uh, he will shot. So Kunde, it was not quick in this, uh, in this action. But it was a, a good goal. For me, the second goal is not well defended for Barca because the team, it was extremely separate uh, in, the, in the middle defenders. The, the distance between Araujo and Kunde it was so huge, so great. And it was only one second play leaves Fran Garcia in front of Ter Stegen. It could not be in a in a defensive in a defensive way so it was it and i agree that the changes the several changes in the midfield will limitate uh would limited the the team so uh, for me it's clear that the jong has to be the, the the position of six but then i prefer pedri in the part in the in the high part of the of the square no also, Gabi, if he don't play as a false winger in the in the left part, I think that his uh, his performance is not so high that in that way. And it was not easy to to put a new midfield without Busquets. But I think I also think, and I agree with you, that maybe it will we will be or would be a lot of changes. Too much changes for the feel for the people for the team feels comfortable in the field. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the back line real quick. Not even real quick, but as kind of the next topic here. Before we do Araujo, I have stuff on him before I, we we do him. But Marcus Alonso in the big picture on the show here, we've had my other guests Barcelev has continually said that he hasn't been so bad, but obviously since the day he signed, a lot of Kool-Aids have not liked Marcus Alonso at least the international audience. I can't speak for those in Catalonia. Maybe you can speak a little more for those in, in the stadium and things like that. But how would you rate Marcos Alonso's season this year? Because yesterday, again, he had a poor match. It was not a good match. He's had a few bad matches. Manchester United. I think I feel like every time Christensen is hurt, that's when Alonso has poor matches. But when, but when it's just a rotation match and everybody's healthy and Xavi can pull Alonso at a, at a certain time in the game because of rotation he's a little bit better. It, it seems like when he's all on his own and you're, and you're missing Christensen is when he's worse. I, I just, yeah. I mean, as you mentioned on that second goal, I don't know where he was, but he wasn't where he needed to be. So, but I mean, overall, both yesterday and the season, how do you rate Marcos Alonso? Well, about Marcos Alonso, I think that the difference between Christensen and, and him, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's not the same for me, Marcos Alonso, it's a, uh, Correct defender, but not nothing else than than this, no. And I think that Christensen is very important for the team, especially with the ball, with the first, with the first, uh, yeah, with the first connection, no, for the build up. Uh, people maybe don't know this, but Christensen is the best 
the best player doing the first pass of the of the team. He has more than 93% of good passes in this in this connection and his passes are not easy if not there are pass there are passes that uh, achieve the next the next line so this is very important for me it's very important the, the Christensen missing of the of the team but the feeling is that that i think that today we have the the same feeling and i think that Xavi has the same feeling that team are in the same point on even worse that on the on the January or, or something like this so at your question that what I expect or we have to expect from here to the end of the season I I will believe that with Dembele with Christensen with Pedri in a good way that with Xavi working in new things we will see a, perf- a performance as the super cup for example mm-hmm. but but today it's not the best day to believe in that i will believe in that i will believe that barca will he- will will uh, show a best performance that the the last the last month or the last couple of months but this is this is the point this is the important point and then to to achieve good good players good new players to to have this next step that I think that need Barca nowadays. Yeah, all right. Uh, two two big things, I'd say, before we wrap this game up here. Ronald Rajo, yesterday, I praised him on Monday's show. I, I just, I had a whole segment <laughs> where I went off on how great he was against Atletico Madrid, how much he's improved with the ball at his feet, playing out of the back and build up and all those things. And then yesterday really, really rough. And you had the stat here too. Barca played long balls 62 times when the league, the league or their average in the league is 50. They also played 437 short passes when their league average is 541. And once again, very much like what happened in some of those Champions League matches before he got hurt. And sometimes I think over the last few seasons, teams are sitting off of Araujo and saying, you got to be the guy to beat us with your passing. If your passing doesn't beat us, then we have a chance on the counterattack. And Araujo made a, a bunch of mistakes. Again, that triangle between him and Pedri and De Young with Araujo was not working. And if that triangle you have, as in your central defender, because <laughs> Alonso was the one coming to the left, if you're center, center defender, and then your two defensive midfielders, if you will, in that in buildup, if that's not working, then it's not going to work at all. What do you think? Was Rio was doing anything special in that game? why Araujo would have been so poor against them, but he was so good against Atletico Madrid? Like, what, what was the difference between what Rayo did to Atletico Madrid? Or if any? Yes. Well, Araujo is a, is a great defender. It's uh, In the defensive part, it's excellent, more than excellent. But uh, he has problems with the ball to, to do this first connection different this first pass as as we talk for example with with Christensen Rayo did a thing very well and it was to pressure up Barca but not uh, all the players not one by one uh, they leave Araujo because Barca has to 
make this first connection with him, with Araujo. And he has a lot of problems in that. Eh? For me, it's it's fantastic. It's a, a defender for the future. Uh, excellent, more than excellent defender, as yes. I said. But with the ball, when when the opponents make this, Barca has problems. So it's one of the points that Xavi and the team has to work on it. Then yep. you said you said my you mentioned my my tweet, and 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 we, it was very clear. I think I don't know if it was exactly the match plan of Barca uh, or match plan of Xavi, or it was the players that make not well decisions. No, but Barca, I think that it was not well with the ball and not well with the decision because Barca play too much in a large in a large balls and. A few short passes that it's the really strong of, of Barca. I think that Rayo is a team that wants to play so high and leave so huge space between the defender line, the defensive line that Barca has mm, too much, uh, I don't know how to say, uh, will boot arrive. Mm-hmm. Before that, the play demands no. So one pass, two pass, and really to Rafinha, and quick to Lewandowski, and quick to Pedri, and Pedri quick to Rafinha. That it was a problem. The match became as a box to box. That it's not it's not okay for Barca because Barca is better than main of the of the teams, the other teams when. The match is controlled. If the match becomes a box to box, the strength balance. So Barca is not so high, and I think that it's what uh, it happened yesterday. It happened against against Rayo. Uh, Barca um, has to to leave this type of context always, and and. And for the, for that reason, the the match was better for Rayo than for Barca. Yeah, I mean, the one time they did combine some passes, Lewandowski and Rafinha, it winds up ending in a goal. I thought Pablo Torre, he's a bit too excited. He needs to calm down a little bit, have just a little bit of, of calma. But I think with the ball at his feet, he shows you how good he can be. And he and Kessie were pushing forward, advanced positions, and Lewandowski finds the goal. And I, I think that was... I, I think the second half in particular was actually a positive from Lewandowski. It hasn't been good the last few weeks, but Lewandowski was good, not only on the goal, like it was an important finish for him, but I think for Xavi, looking down that bench too, I mean, the bench, not to say it was a problem yesterday, but you had five non-first teamers in the, on the bench, including 15-year-old Lamine Yamal, <laughs> and you're not going to put him in that game. Like You're not debuting a 15-year-old in that game on the road against that crowd right, with everything happening in that stadium. The average age of the bench yesterday was 25, but that is skewed heavily by the fact that Jordi Alba is 34 because only he and Kessie were older than 22 because Eric Garcia is 22. So the only options that Xavi had was Kessie, Alba, who picked up a first a yellow card in the first half, meaning Xavi was like, am I really going to put him in the game with a yellow card? Usually they take the guy with a yellow card out of the game when it's really physical. In, instead of putting the guy with the yellow card into the game. So I don't think Jordi Alba kind of helped the earlier substitution idea. It kind of took an idea out of Xavi's head. And again, he had five non-first team players that he's not going to throw 
Chadi Wiad or Mark Casado. Obviously, the other two are goalkeepers in Inaki Pena and Anna Tenas, and then Lamini Mall. Like, you're not going to throw any of those players into the fire like that. That's not that's not fair to those kids, and that's not a good situation for them. So for Lewandowski, had to look over and say, well, you know you're going to see Ansu, potentially Eric Garcia, and Jordi Alba, Kessie, and then, again, Pablo Torre had to be the fifth. And those are the guys that had to come in as the substitutes and figure this one out. But, again, I think that Robert Lewandowski, regardless of who was on the field, was not great in the first half, but much better in the second half, an important goal for him. So, Alex, yeah, Lewandowski, yeah, what did you think of the finish? And then was that... For Lewandowski, was that something that he could build on throughout the remainder of this season, or do you think that was just a one-off fortunate goal? Well, um, what you said uh, about the, the bench, yes, this is a problem nowadays for, for Xavi because he has not so options, no? But this is, in the tactical way, this is a problem nowadays, but it is a, a strength for the future. One of the best points of Barca is... Uh, this this age average that that we talk about it, I think that it is a team that um, nowadays has a level or it isn't a point the the improvement distance is very high no? so this is a good point for me for this type of Barca that has a lot of a lot of young talent and this is a good point but nowadays it's true that some matches. It's a little bit uh, difficult to find solutions with uh, so young people. Uh, even it was 15 years old player yesterday, Lamin Yamal in the bench. So it is a it is a problem nowadays. But at the second question you you said, what I expect, I expect a lot of this this team, not in the recent times, but. Yes, in the next season or in a two years um, vision. Because of that, because Pedri, because Gabi um, are, are young talent, because Balde, because there's a lot of players that becoming uh, nowadays uh, as Lamin Yamal. And then there are a huge part of the team that important players, as Ter Stegen, as Dejong, as maybe Rafinha, as maybe Dembele, that are in a good age, in a very good age to to has a, a little bit the leaders of these mm-hmm. young players. So Barca has to to improve in that way. It's true that uh, important players as Busquets or Lewandowski will not be in the future or will be in another level. But I am very optimistic in in that. I expect a little. I expect a lot of this of this Barca, and I believe that Barca, uh, that Xavi could achieve a better a better team, and that we will compete for Champions League and 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 with with championship with regular with regular uh, performances. Wow, I mean Lewandowski does have a contract for three more years, so we'll see if he's part of the the future. I mean, who knows? It might be a little bit of Lewandowski in the future, but. Uh, anyway, last two little pieces here as we can put that game to bed. Alex, congratulations on Europa getting uh, getting promoted. Yes. Yeah, you want to tell people about that? Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was important because, well, for the people that don't know this, it was my my last team, and it was a, a team that I I finished my career. I was the captain of this club, and this is 
the third club of Barcelona. It is very important mm-hmm. with a lot, a lot, a lot of supporters here in Barcelona. And it was important because here in Spain, uh, there is some changes between the the levels, the categories. In, yeah, in, Primera Division. And, right, there's a new yes, team. yes. And, and it was very important to achieve the next step, especially this year, because there are changes and if not... Europa will be will remain in a level that it Fifth is tier, not. Right? And yeah. now they're getting grown to the fourth tier. Is that yeah. Correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it will remain in a level that it's not so high for um, this potential. No. So it is important. So thank you very much. And yes, I will. I, I was there, and I and I have the boys, as you as you said, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, not in the best point for that reason, because the Europa match, it was very intensive and, and also the Barca match, the same. Yeah, yes. I, I want to also plug over the summertime, I did a history of Catalan football clubs and a reminder that CE Europa were founded in 1907. So they are one of the oldest clubs in Catalonia. Them, I mean, they're, they're, way, they're way older than even Sabadell. So again, Barcelona, it's been exciting. I know they're owned by Man City, but to have Girona in the La Liga has been great. Having another Catalan club there because Espanyol doesn't count. You know, heck with Espanyol. But, you know, Barcelona, Espanyol, and Espanyol relegated. I mean, who knows? But again, having Europa back up in the fourth division, I hope they keep climbing up, right? As many, <laughs> Barca B, I, to see Barca B play or Barca Athletic play against as many other Catalan sides as possible is always cool to see. Uh, Badalona and uh, Sabadell and the like. But anyway, last thing, Alex, I have to ask people want to know more from you, especially our Spanish-speaking listeners. Again, because thank you so much for you know giving it everything you have in English. But again, Alex is usually a presenter in Spanish and in Catalan. So obviously, you could just tell in English <laughs> how much you know and what your resources as a former professional are. So where can people find your obra, your, your work, and the different spots that they can find you right now, in, in Spanish especially? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It, it, is, it has been a pleasure for me to, to talk with you and to talk about Barca. And, uh, well, and sorry for, for my English level. I, I, I did all my best. So I think that it's always interesting to talk about Barca and talk about the the tactical analysis and uh, and the football things. So really, uh, it is it has been a pleasure for me. Then, yeah. Then where can people find more from you? Is it that's right? It's Cat Radio, La Vanguardia, everywhere. Where is it? Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's it. And I and I hope that uh, it I can keep in it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah, we all do. Again, the Barca TV stuff scares us. It scares me if, if people don't want to care about that stuff. And that's what I would say about Barca TV as well. If you're as disappointed as we are, that it is no more, let the club know, especially if you're a socio or if, you know, if you're a Kool-Aid of any kind or you're subscribed to Barca TV, let them know that you're disappointed, that you're frustrated. Like The club will have to hear that feedback if you're upset that it's gone. Because I'll be writing an email and saying, I was really sad to hear this. Of course, some of my friends are gone, but I'm sad that you're canceling Barca TV because if there is enough desire for it and people want to hear it and listen to it and watch those things, the club will have to figure out how to make it and return it to or, or sign a new deal with a new TV company, whatever it may be. So anyway, thank you so much to Alex Damas. Follow him on Twitter and all those places down in the show notes below. And then we're at the Barcelona pod 
everywhere you can find us across social media and the like. So thanks so much for listening to the show. Till next time, we'll talk to you soon at Forza Barca. Okay, yes, follow me in the Twitter, please. And will be okay for me. And Forza Barca, always. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com